This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and today I've got another amazing interview for you. I've got Big Steve. That's what I call him, Big Steve. Steve Renekamp from Energy Swing Windows in Murraysville, Pennsylvania. Steve, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, Brian. Nice to be here. So um, I I have known Steve for many, many years. Very, very smart marketer. One of the things that we have in common is uh, that we both follow Dan Kennedy. Um, And so a lot of what you are going to hear us talking about today will probably overlap philosophies because it's all kind of coming from the same place. So Steve, um, again, welcome. Why don't you give everybody, you have a unique business. So why don't you give everybody kind of the two minute version of your story and then tell us a little bit about the uniqueness of your business. Uh, Yes, I've been in the window business one way or another for longer than I I would like to remember, but uh, I've got a lot of background in, in windows. And so when we started Energy Swing, I went into it with a with a little different philosophy in terms of what other people might do. We do the whole thing. We we market, we sell, we make our own windows, and uh, we install them all with our own employees, and we have a, a warranty that we support with with our own people. So we do everything from beginning to end. So we have total control of the whole process and the relationship we have with our customers. Now we do sell uh, entry doors and uh, basement finishing and things like that, which obviously we don't make, but our windows we do make. And our windows are unique. They uh, are double hungs, tilt in, don't tilt in for cleaning. They they swing in like an entry door for cleaning. And uh, our sliding windows are center pivoted so they rotate for cleaning a little bit. The product is different and the way we do business is different. So the product, the product is very, very cool. Um, and I, I think you're the only one that ha- didn't you kind of like invent this product? Yes. It's our patents. on the products. Yeah. So the window opens like a door for cleaning. Right. You want to talk just a little bit more? Because I, I think the, the window is just, it's so cool. I know it's not always about the product, but it's just, the product is very, very cool. Do you want to just tell us a little bit uh, yeah. about that? Yeah, the double hung window, like I said, both sash go up and down, but it is actually hinged from one side and it rides in a track. So it, it it's very efficient from an air infiltration and thermal perspective. And it's, swings in so you never have any weight in your hands like you wouldn't with a door. You know, with a tilt window, when you tilt it in, you've got to support it and hold it. With this window, you don't. So both sash come in for cleaning and uh, go back into the track. So it's, it's a unique product. And the uh, 
the sliding windows, like I said, you release some pins and then they center pivot for cleaning. So you're cleaning the outside from the inside of the house. Yeah, that's really cool. So your your customers basically have the cleanest windows of anybody. Right. <laughs> awesome. So, but, uh, um, you know, again, that's one way we differentiate ourselves, but the way we do business, we think we differentiate ourselves and the way we interact with customers, we also feel differentiates us. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that because I know you are big into customer relationships. So talk to us about that. And I think it's been like that from, from day one with you, right? Right. Right. Since we started our business, it's always been important to build a relationship with our customers. And, and a lot of that comes from doing the job, doing the right things right. Uh, my parents taught me, you know, if you're going to do something, you do it right or you don't do it. And, and so that's the way we approach our, our business with our customers. And we try to build relationships with them. Uh, you know, unfortunately, in the home improvement business, most of the people look at things as from a transactional perspective. You know, this person bought windows for me. They're never going to buy windows for me again, so I just move on to the next one. And we don't look at things that way. We look at them as a, as a, a, tra- a means of transferring the trust we created with them to other people. Uh, you know, we look at repeats and referrals as a transference of trust. People buy from people they trust, and so if you can get that them to transfer that trust to uh, to their friends and neighbors, it, it helps a lot in terms of. Uh, of getting additional business. Yeah. So, so we've always looked, we've always looked again, as it doing the right thing for our customers and developing a relationship. And to give, to give everybody an idea, what percentage of your business comes from relationships? So coming from relationship to me is referral, um, word of mouth, uh, positive word of mouth and repeat business. It's since we've started, basically it's been, half to two thirds of our business comes from repeats and referrals. Yeah. Which is a fantastic number. And, and, and just to give a little context. So, you know, to me, um, and this is what I do every day, but 25 to 35% of your business, if you're in the replacement business and you've heard me say this before, 25 to 35% of your business is healthy. That's a healthy percentage to get from relationships, repeat referral, word of mouth, um, and the, and the strategies to get to 25, 35% are one, but when you get to Steve's level, when you're talking about half to two thirds, you've got to do things very, very different. Um, because what got you to 25, 35% is not what's going to get you to 50% or, you know, like in Steve's case, upwards of two thirds of your business. Um, what are some of the things that you do? Um, to get those numbers so high to, because a lot of people, you know, Steve, I mean, you've been to so many events, you know, so many people in this business, this is a one and done business, as you said earlier, and you can't do business that way anymore. People are still doing it that way, but you can't for much longer. And, um, but what are some of the things that you do? to stand out with your customers so that they want to come back and buy from you again and or go and tell other people about you? Well, I think, 
<clears throat> I think you have to have a mindset for that first. Like I said, since day one, we've had a building a relationship mindset. Uh, you know, you've heard Dan Kennedy say this: people, people will forget what you do. People for, for will forget what you say, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Right. So throughout our whole process, from the time the phone rings until the time uh, the truck pulls away, and and after, even in service. You know, we'll constantly try to build a relationship. Everybody in this business understands that they are knowing marketing. Every interaction with a customer is a marketing event, either positive or negative, depending what you do. And we spend a lot of time with our people getting them to understand what they need to do to properly interact with the customers. You know, a big advantage that we have is we, as I mentioned earlier, we have our own people installing. We have employee installers. We've had that from day one. They understand the culture of the company. They interact. Because when you really look at it, um, your installers are with the customer longer than anybody else in the company. So the impression they create and the relationships they build is uh, important. And they understand that it's important. Now, we have promotional things for them to give them some incentives for doing things. But they've under always understood that referrals uh, and repeat business are the next jobs that are their next the future jobs. And, you right. know, I, and we've always talked also, if you look at a lot of businesses, they matter of fact, shark tank, they ask this question all the time, lifetime value of a customer. And, you know, the lifetime value of our, of our customers is the repeats and referrals we get from them. I mean, we have people that refer us, multiple times right you know over the course of years so it's it's uh, it's important to us important oh, to our business right and what you said very important there is over the course of years and you know you know i mean we learned this from dan right away as the lifetime value of a customer um we learned that you get the um you get the sale uh, or you make the sale to get the customer. You don't get a customer to make the sale, which is a very important distinction. And you and I are both on the same page about this, is that you know a lot of people in this business think that, well, I'm going out there, I'm making a lead, I'm selling the lead, I'm getting the customer, and boom, my job is now to go make another lead. And you know the average lead cost today, issued lead, is up from last year, no surprise, last year it was $376. This year, it's $403. So, you were going to say something. Go ahead. No, those numbers are right. Now, and if you take that $403 and you say you're closing 30%, right. now, you're, now you're at uh, twelve to $1,500 a sale. Right. When you look at what what we do with our programs and, and on our repeats and referrals and, and reviews, they, we figure that a sale is one, our sales cost is one third of that mm-hmm. because you the cost to, to generate that lead is less, but the, but the bigger part of it is the conversion of that lead is easier. So right. we sell repeats and referrals at 60%. So, you know, almost twice, 50% to twice what we, uh, what we do with 
media generated leads. Right. I, I always ask that question in, in almost every presentation that I do. It's okay. I've got five leads for you. You know, you run down the list and I bury repeat referral in there. Okay. So you got repeat referral and then you've got, you know, three types of media leads, cold leads. Everybody always wants the repeat. I ask, what do you want first? Everybody always wants the repeat first. Why? Right. Because of what you just said, you know, because you're going to convert at 60% rather than at 30%. So if you, well, you know, if you, if, if you've done the right job for the customer and they are calling you back for repeat business, they already have trust in you. Right. So the probability of you selling them is extremely high compared to somebody that may have heard of you, but doesn't really know if they can trust you. Right. Or saw you on TV or saw you in an ad or so however. Right. 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 And then the second thing everybody wants is they want a referral. Why do you want a referral? Well, because what Steve said, it's a transference of trust. And so, you know, this person trusts you enough to now go tell somebody else. So now you're looking at somebody that instead of closing at 30%, it's going to close at 40% ish, 50%, you know, somewhere in there. So now you've just made your um, sales efficiency uh, much more, uh, or your, your, sales conversion much more efficient i should say right and, and and in reality somebody that's going to refer you first of all you have to do the right job but somebody who's going to refer you is not going to refer you if you're not if they don't think you're going to do a good job for the person they don't want to look bad right so you know we try to create raving fans and uh you know there's a difference between a satisfied customer and a raving fan and we, we are always trying to create raving fans. Absolutely. What are some of the things that you do? Can you give us some tips, some tricks, some sure. I mean, inside of what they, you do? Yeah. Again, you've got to do the right job to start with. And you've got to build a relationship with it. You know, our guys are always, our installers talk to people about, you know, referrals, and that's their next job. Now, they may not give you a name right then and there, but the fact is they understand that all the time and and we do a lot of mailing to existing customers asking for referrals and uh, we do a couple things for referrals if if uh, if you refer somebody we send you a $25 Amazon gift card right off the bat as soon as the referral comes in uh, but if we go out and we actually sell that job we pay our customers for that referral and it's a, we pay them based upon the size of the job we sell. And, and what we tell everybody is I would rather give money to our good customers than give it to a TV station or a, a print ad type of source because uh, I'd rather reward our customers for spreading the word about us. Then I would give it, you know, throw money in a hole, you know, with where it's going to come back. And and people appreciate that. So I I want everybody to get this and understand what he does, which, by the way, me and Steve are in, I I think, in total and complete alignment when it comes to what I call the four R's, relationship, repeat, referral, and reviews. I think we're in total and complete alignment. Total agreement, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what attracted me to, you know, the first time I met you, like you said, many years ago, was you and I were never the same mindset. Right. So let's do some math here, Steve. So if you've got an average 
issued lead cost of $403. And it takes three of those, and it takes three of those to make a customer. You've got, say, $1,210 to round it up. Right. $1,210 to buy a customer. So what right. you're doing is you're saying, which is exactly the same thing I tell my clients to do, is when that referral comes in, boom, reward them. The amount right. does not matter. 25 is a great number. So let's say that you do 25 bucks for the referral. Let's just say for argument's sake, it takes three of those to make an appointment, okay? So now we're at 75 bucks, okay? And let's just say you need, you know, if it's because it's a, a referral, let's say you need two of those to make uh, a sale. You're at now $150 to make a sale. Let's right. say it takes nine referrals to make uh, three appointments and make one sale. You're still at, what, what did I do here? 450 bucks. You're still less than half. Plus, now what you're doing is you're adding on some percentage of the job. Do you mind my asking what that is? It's basically $25 a thousand up to a max of $300. Okay, let's say it's another 300 bucks. Okay, so now you're at somewhere between $450 and $750 to buy a customer. So your lead cost, which he said earlier, if you didn't catch it, he could do, he could generate referral leads and repeat leads at a third of the lead cost. So there you go. We just did the math. So a third of the sale cost, Brian. A third of the sale cost. Yep. What did I say? You said a third of the lead cost. Right. It's yes. actually a Thank third you. of the sale cost. A third of the sale cost. You're right. This episode is brought to you by Business Success Consulting Group. Does the way your business currently operate prevent you from scaling and growing? Is the most valuable knowledge in your organization held by just a handful of key personnel? Are you spending valuable time training your teams instead of running your business? Business Success Consulting Group understands the challenges of organizing while you grow, and they specialize in putting order into the chaos of an expanding organization. Adi and her team at BSCG work closely with you and your team to capture vital business knowledge, and then they help you develop, document, optimize, and implement systems and processes across every area of your organization, from sales and operations to marketing, human resources, and business development. Adi and her team have decades of experience and will help you empower your teams to function effectively with reproducible results that will set your business up for continual success and expansion. Schedule your free consultation today by calling or texting 503-662-2911. So, um, so, you know, why aren't people doing more of this? Why aren't they more focused on creating more repeat and referral? in their business. We also, you know, like I said, we do a lot of mailings to our customers. Yeah. Specifically asking them for referrals, but our customers can also refer themselves. And so whatever we would give, if it was a, a new referral, if they buy some of the, like they buy an entry door from us after they bought windows, uh, they get the same, uh, 
cash reward as if it was a new a new referral from them. Yeah. So it gives I you like a way that. to generate business without bugging people because you're asking for referrals, not asking for more business from them every time. Right. I like that a lot. I've used that strategy before as an as a front end offer is hey, refer yourself and get, you know, whatever. Um the other thing that I wanted to say about that with a lot of people in their referral programs is that they're willing to pay this $403 for an issued lead, but then when it comes to referrals, they really cheap out and they say, well, and it becomes pay for performance basically with your customers, which right. is the most, it's like the dumbest, most backwards thing that I see people doing. And I, I Steve, you know, I got to talk people out of this because they come to me and they say, well, I want to make referrals. Well, tell me about your referral program. Well, if somebody sends us a referral, they get points or they get this. Or then they say, then if they buy from us, if the referral buys from us, then we give them this. And I'm like, why are you making it so damn complicated? Right. Somebody makes a referral, send them 25 bucks, send them 50 bucks. Why do you got to complicate this so much? People don't like complicated things. The simpler it is, the easier it is, but they cheap out. And then they think, well, if I can give a big number for a referral, that doesn't incentivize people. I've tried all of those. I've tried different numbers. I had a client that did $250 refer. It didn't make a difference between the 250 and the 50, especially if your customer experience wasn't worthy of a referral. Right. I mean, if you, you're not going to get them unless it was worthy of it. Right. The other thing I do, we do is when I, we, when we issue a referral check, the job is sold. They get a personal, the referrer gets a personal letter from me, thanking them for the referral and uh, saying, you know, send us more. We appreciate yeah. it. And, and we depend on this for our business. And, uh, you know, it's a personal touch again. It's building a relationship. Yep. And by the way, and by the way, nobody can compete with Steve. You know, the competition, he's, he's basically you know, by creating relationships, and I see this with my other clients too that have really good referral rates, really good, healthy, strong referral rates, is the competition becomes, you know, you, you, you squash them quick because when you make a relationship and you deliver to that customer and you create a, a, an environment where they want to refer you, now the competition is they're blocked out from anybody in that circle. And if Steve gets the lead, he's getting that sale. If there's a sale to be made, he's going to get that sale. And the competition is basically out. Well, we've got in our market, we've got some big players in our market yep. that spend tons of money on advertising and promotion. And, and we'll, you know, we've got 20 people. We're not big. And so the only way we can stand out against those kind of people is to do things like this and build relationships. Right. Yeah, you may not be big, but you but you run a hell of a business and you're very profitable. And, um, you know, and, and I, I love the idea of the control that you have over the business. Um, and, and, and also now what's becoming more evident is is reviews and, and reviews come from relationships. Absolutely. Like referrals there and, and reviews come from um, 
you know, doing the right job and, and asking people for it. So you've got to ask for reviews and, and we've put some programs in place that basically our review rates have uh, almost tripled over the last year in, in terms of that. So, you know, we, we, we uh, give bonuses to our installers. If a customer sends a review in and their names are mentioned in it, uh, we have, we are getting pictures. Uh, our guy, this came from Tony Hody. Our guys have a sign that says I'm a hundred percent satisfied energy swing customer. And, uh, they take pictures with it and our installers get bonus for that. And, um, now we put those things on Facebook and, and, and advertising and it's huge. It's, again, it's a personal transference of trust. So just doing those things has increased our review rate and more and more people come in. I mean, when everybody comes into our showroom or calls, our question is who referred you to us? Yeah. And, and even if it wasn't a referral, it, it plants a seed in people's mind. And we tell them that, you know, half to two thirds of our business comes from referrals, which gives you credibility uh, off the bat. Right. Um, and, uh, but when you get these reviews, we have people that come in and say, well, I looked online and your, your reviews are all great. So all these things work together. That's right. And, th and in today's world, these are the kind of things you need to do uh, to grow your business without throwing money at advertising and promotion. And most people don't have that money to throw. <laughs> right. It's getting expensive. Like you said, that's getting really expensive. Yeah. It's and, and every year it's going up. It's never going to come down. It's just going to continue to go up. We're at $400. I mean, you got to start thinking about uh, what, what are some other more cost effective ways of making leads? And, you know, for people like you and clients that I have that really invest and, and, and make no mistake, this is an investment in your customer relationship. The, the, the experience that you provide them is an investment. So you've got to be able to charge enough money to create that raving fan, as Steve and I both promote. Um, and it takes a little bit of investment in order to make a raving fan because you need better people. You need better training of those people. Um, and, and you just got to go above and beyond in today's world because they're going to go out and talk about you. What are some of the other things that you Every, you're right, Brian, you got to create the culture internally to do that. And one way you do that is, you know, our, and everybody in this company knows the cost per sale difference between a media generated and a, referral generated or repeat customer. They know that in spades. So um, it incentivizes them to know that I can impact the bottom line of the company by doing this and try to get a referral or repeat business down the road or get a good review that people are going to gonna read and then call us. So it's Well, a, it's well let me class. ask you this. Let me play devil's advocate. Why do they care? Why do they care about your lead cost? Because uh, it affects the profitability of the company. They understand our financials in, in terms of, okay, if our marketing cost is X, there's more, more compared to 2X, more money falls to the bottom line. 
And they understand that the bottom line is important for why? Why do well, they care about it, your bottom line? Because it, we, we bonus people on hitting the right numbers on the bottom line. Okay. You know, again, it's all a ripple effect. You, you, if you get good people and you treat them right and you incentivize them and, and they understand the cost and effect, they'll do it. It's not a problem. Yeah. And, and you know, we build, we've also built relationships with every member on the team, you know, with every, with every supplier we have, with the community, all those things all work together. Cause I tell when I ever I hire somebody, I say, we look for win, win, win solutions. Oh, it has to be a win for the customer, a win for the employees and people on the team and a win for the company. Cause if it isn't a win for all three of those, eventually one of them will be gone. And when one's gone, the other two are gone. Right. Well, cool. So let's, um, with reviews, because reviews is a big thing right now. Um, people are finally starting to come around in the industry and recognize that reviews on the places that really matter. I mean, Google batters is number one. Um, we find Facebook is also, although I hate Facebook, but Facebook shows up on page one of a, of a Google search. So you got to be there. Better Business Bureau, funny enough, is back in play. Um, what are some of the things aside from, you know, just delivering a great experience? Are there some things that you're doing extra to get more reviews, to drive more reviews? You said you've gone up by three times. Yeah, well, like I said, we incentivize basically everybody in the company except for the salespeople. If their name happens to be mentioned in a customer review, they get a $25 bonus. Mm -hmm. So when the installers are with the customers, they interact right. They explain to them, reviews are important to us. If you're going to write a review, mention my name. So if you, they build a relationship with the customer while they're there, which our guys do very well, chances are a person's going to write a review. And we really just focus on, on Google reviews because, you know, that, that's where everybody goes anyway. That's where everybody goes. We've, right. We, yeah. we, we, we tend to confuse customers if you ask for the if you give them choices of where to go, they just confuse them, they don't go anywhere. So yeah. we find that focusing that is important. And again, somebody gives us a review, I write a personal letter to them thanking them for the review. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because again, it's a transference of trust. I mean, right. they trust us enough. We delivered on what we said, and uh, you know, and, and we've had people write reviews, a second review after they've gotten the letter back from me. So, so some here's something interesting. I want everybody to hear something or pay attention to something that Steve said. Because again, this is an area that him and I are in 100% complete alignment. He's, how many times has he mentioned letter or mail in this interview? At least three or four times. Let's talk a little bit about mail, Steve, because people say mail is dead. Direct mail is dead. Nobody's looking at their mail. Everything is junk mail. What do you say to that? No, I'd say, you know, again, we communicate with our customers 
with mail, obviously. Follow up, asking for referrals, asking for repeat business, and, and we do it on a probably a quarterly basis. Um, but we also do a lot of direct mail, primarily every door direct mail, EDDM through the post office, which has proven to be great for us in terms of of uh, lead generation. And because uh, the thing about e, like some of the EDDMs we do are, are 12 by 15, the big right. cards. Giants. Yep. They, they stand out in the mail. And the cost of doing it with EDDMs is pretty inexpensive for the impact. And you can tell a lot, you can put a lot of good pictures on there. You can tell stories on there that you can't on a postcard. Yeah. Um, so that's been a, a, a big, big plus for us. And, and that's probably our second biggest lead generation source behind repeats and referrals is, is that. Yeah. So direct mail works if <laughs> you are sending mail to the right people. Uh, you're saying the right things and um, you're, you're, you know, you're doing it in a way that gets people engaged and interested. And I've seen some of Steve's pieces and they're damn good. And that 12 by 15, um, I remember you showed me one of those at, at an event a couple years ago and I was just blown away by how big it is. Like, isn't it so big that they kind of have to wrap the other mail into yeah, it? Yeah, they put the other mail inside of it and put it in. So when you're taking it out of the mailbox, you can't miss it. Yeah. So think about that. So think about that. The piece is so big that they have to fold the other mail into it. So they have to unfold and open Steve's um, mail piece in order to get to their other mail it's brilliant just brilliant and we and we do rsvp and rsvp mags and and things like that which is also direct mail it's just share direct mail but it's shared those, yeah you know and a lot I mean, of people, we don't do we don't do much other than direct mail we do some some radio stuff on some stations that works really well for us because we've been on there for a while but uh you know that that's our primary lead source is direct mail yeah. one way or another yeah, I mean, I I, was, I had this conversation with somebody the other day. I said, think about who your customer is. Who is today's home improvement customer? And look, as much as people are talking about millennials and all of that, they haven't got their act together yet. And if we're going to, you can't change your entire business for people that aren't buying yet. And when they do come around to when they get into the age group that, is going to buy, I think their behavior is going to change. I think their behavior is going to go to, you know, like a grown up. They're at some point they're just taking longer to grow up. I think than we did. That's just my. That's just kind of my opinion. And and so no, and I think that's true. And and a lot of the millennials are still living with their parents. Yeah. So why <laughs> would you? I mean, I hear people talking about changing their entire business model because of millennials, and I'm like, that is like. To me, that's like the stupidest thing you could do. Why would you do that? Because who is your customer? What age? What age group is your best customer, Steve? Uh, probably forty to to seventy. Yeah, right. I, you know, I think it. I, it you know, forty to seventy is about 
that's about right. So, you know, when you get up into that age group and you look at stuff like male, you appreciate stuff that stands out that's a little bit different. You appreciate more um, relational stuff rather than just constantly you know, asking people for more money, more money, and this and, you know, this promotion and that promotion. There's something about developing a relationship and doing it blatantly that people react to. We're human beings. I mean, we're, you know, also react to. When you look at the EDDMs and the other direct mail we do, you know, we look at a three-second, 30-second, three-minute rule. Basically, you got three seconds to get somebody's attention. Mm-hmm. If you got their attention, then they may spend 30 more seconds. And yep. if you got their attention there, you got three minutes or longer. But if you, you, unless you get their attention in those first three seconds, it doesn't happen, which is why we like the bigger EDDMs because you get yep. attention right away. Right. Well, and also that's, that's what we learned from Kennedy about writing copy, right? You write the right. headline. The headline leads to the subhead. The subhead yep. leads to paragraph one. Paragraph one leads to paragraph two, and on and on. And you know, people look at some of the direct mail that you or I would do, and they say, "Oh my God, why do you have so many words? And there's not enough white space, and there's this and that." Well, because we understand that the, exactly what you just said—three seconds, thirty seconds—you know, into minutes. You know, and you've heard Kennedy say this too. There's no such thing as uh, too long. There's there's boring and interesting. That's that's right. It's, it can be long as long as it's interesting. It's fine. That's right. He says the no, number one marketing sin is being boring. And I'll tell you what. I mean, most marketing done by home improvement companies and and, and a lot of small businesses too is just boring. You know, I liked the thing you did at your conference with that ads that you reworked. The ones that were up there, which were home improvement ads, were boring to start. Yeah. Boring, no call to action, no no attention, yeah, nothing. Right. By the way, let's we got to wrap up here. I'm looking at the clock. Um, you know, I I I owe so much to Dan Kennedy, and I I promote him as you know, as much as I would promote myself even, but just because I, I think so many people get value out of it. And I know you're a big Dan Kennedy guy. What's your favorite Dan Kennedy book, if you have one? Oh, it's hard to pick out. Uh, okay, so if nobody, okay, so let me ask you a different way. So if somebody has never heard of Dan Kennedy before and they were, and you were going to introduce them to Dan, which book would you recommend first? Well, again, I'm I'm a fan of the direct mail book that Dan's written. Yeah, and uh, one of his first books I can't remember is the Ultimate Sales Letter. Yep, which was which is a good one. I mean, the big thing is, and and I know you subscribe to Dan's newsletters. I mean, for thirty dollars, you can get his gold newsletter every. Yeah every month and just reading that gives you ideas yeah believe it or not this will be this will be my 23rd continuous year of getting that newsletter yeah that's about where i'm at with it too 
crazy, huh? That's longer than I've known my wife. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Steve, awesome having you. Um, You were on my list for, for a long time, and I'm glad we you know, we're finally able to do this to to everybody that's listening. You, if you go to an event, you cannot miss Steve. He wears a red shirt and he's very tall. He stands out. If you see him at an event, go say hi to him, talk to him, ask him questions. Cause this guy, when it comes to marketing and, and, and doing business, right this is a guy that you want to learn from. Um, and this is a guy that you want to quote unquote steal from, but you know, uh, good stealing, you know, <laughs> don't go and compete against him and you and copy all of his stuff. I mean, you know, learn from what he does. Um, but this is one of really one of the smartest guys when it comes to, you know, developing relationship with your customers creating raving fans, getting reviews. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time to be this, with me. And speaking of events, your Accelerate Live event, which I went to two months ago, was very well done. It was one Thank of the best you. events I've ever been to. So looking forward to next year's already. Awesome. Coming from you, that means a lot. All right, everybody. So um, that is another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Um, As always, go to thewealthycontractor.com. Go to thewealthycontractor.com and uh, get your name on the list. And there's a bunch of free resources and stuff that we make available to you, not just the podcast. There's other trainings and newsletters and articles and things that are available um, to you and, uh, everything, almost everything is at no charge. So again, Steve, thank you very much. Just one more thing. Yeah. If you're looking to do this work with Brian, he knows <laughs> what you. he's doing. No, really. He knows what he's doing because he's been doing it for a long time. So he has a lot of programs that are sort of plug and play, right, Brian? Right. Yeah. Basically all the stuff that you do, we do it plug and play for people. Right. Thanks thank for the you. plug. Thanks for the plug, Steve. I appreciate it. Okay. All right, everybody. Um, Until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. All right, so that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. And finally, we started The Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you want to go. We want to provide you with the motivation 
the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the wealthy contractor. Now, the wealthy contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay, it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing Group.